Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anything 90s. Great. Anything 90s. Like, I mean, who didn't love CNC Music Factory? Um, I mean, I mean, if we're going to call it Vanilla Ice, mm. you know, he brought the beat. He did it for the Ninja Turtles, too. Even the turtles were getting down. If you can make a turtle dance, you can make anything dance. Everyone's got their thing. Hey, guys, and welcome to this episode of Fanatics. I am your host, Claire Kramer, and I'm here with my co-host, David Magadoff. Hi, David. Hi, that's me. I'm your co-host, Claire. You are. And and you are looking very, very dapper today. I love the hair. It's it's kind of like a little bit crazy, but I like it. You know, when you have curly hair, Claire, sometimes you got to let it go. You know, I'm here. I'm excited. I always get excited at the fact that we are hosting something together. Um, and it's just always nice. At the beginning of every podcast, it's always like, we are hosting this podcast. It sounds like an idiot thing to say, but honestly, it's just something very sweet every time. I'm like, yeah, this is what we do. Because we just always do our intros, guys, after we have our conversations. Taking you back a little bit, peeling back mm-hmm. the curtain. So That's it's true. like when we start, it's funny to like start our podcast technically in the middle of things and end our podcasts with our intros. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, we are the hosts of this podcast. We've beforehand, all we were listening to was our wonderful guest. And who is that wonderful guest, Claire? Today we have on the infamous TikToker from the infamous TikTok family, Ika McLeod is on. And she, of course, the McLeod family on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and First of all, she's just like an awesome freaking person. She is a mom of a single mom of three children with disabilities. One who has cerebral palsy, who's in a wheelchair, wheelchair bound, and two who are on the spectrum of autism. And I just really loved talking to Ika. Like I felt like, okay, Ika, like now that this podcast is over, can I just like come hang out with you? (laughs) Like she just is such a nice, nice woman. And amazingly, you know, she advocates for her children. She advocates for like families with children with disabilities. She's very active on tag. It's just like 125 million likes. That's a lot of likes and a lot of loving, you know, 2.5 million followers on TikTok, Instagram, over 100,000. She's just, you know, she's out there like, spreading the good word of like what it's like, what it's really like to be a single mom 
and have three children and have those children have, uh, you know, extenuating circumstances like they do. So what an awesome lady. And a a queer mom with a queer child. I mean, really, she's she is America in 2022 right now. You know, she can she can speak to so many different uh, things. And I think that is beautiful and authentic. And it just shows and it just goes to show that, you know, we're not having like what does a celebrity mean today like when we have these wonderful folks on fanatics you know we have on Ika, she's a who's, celebrity just because she gave a kidney away yeah like she literally gave a kidney away yeah like i'm sorry the biggest thing i've ever given away is like i don't know some used clothes or you know like, and they were good used clothes lasagna. they were lightly used right i i have not given a body part <laughs> That is, I haven't even done locks of love. I'm a loser, basically, David. No, I, Claire, when you put me and no. Mika up like against each other, I lose in every category. No, <laughs> you're both wonderful moms, and that's the thing. It's not the Partridge Family where we wanted to see a whole family learn and get choreographed dance moves like the Osmonds and the Jacksons. I mean, this is a family because they're a family. They're not doing anything. They're not performing necessarily. They just. She's showcasing and showing light into her little family on TikTok and showing that, look at this family of mine. You know, look at the love that I'm sharing. Look at the authenticity. And I think that's a beautiful thing for people to follow and be inspired by and uh, be curious about. And I think that's a, a different kind of fame in a way that is educational, informative, and just you know, mm-hmm. full of love. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And that's another element of our little fanatics podcast corner here in the, in the corner of every podcast world that we have. So, uh, and do we even talk about the thing that she loves yet? Claire, did we tell them yet? She loves dancing. She loves to dance. She, she loves dancing and not like watching dancing, not going to the ballet, not, she loves physically moving her body and dancing. And so Ika, like, well, I won't, I won't get into any spoilers here. You're about to listen to the episode. Here we go. Ika McLeod dancing. Let's do this. Okay, Ika, favorite dance move of all time. Go. Oh my God. Don't put me on the spot. Um, I, I, the running man. That is a classic. Classic. That or the Roger Rabbit. Like, uh, <laughs> are they are they the same? The Running Man and Roger Rabbit? No, the Running Man's like this. You know, the Roger Rabbit was like back. You go back. Oh yeah, the Running Man's like running. In place. I was not able yeah. to do either of those dance moves. <laughs> not even in my wildest dreams at the craziest wedding. Um, welcome to the show, Ika McLeod. Uh, thank you for joining us. And if you haven't guessed yet, we are talking about Ika's fanaticism of dance. So, Ika. If you had to explain why you love dance and even what type of dance you're fanatical about to our audience, can you give it a stab? Uh, definitely hip hop would be the number one. And why do I love it? I love it because I there's just, I think, so few things in life that bring people joy. And this is the one thing that when I dance, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely, I, I'm like everybody else out there, you know, struggling with depression and anxiety, like you know, I don't know what it's like to be God's favorite and not have something like that. So for those who walk in the light, congratulations. For the rest of us, we're always seeking out things that just uplift our souls. And dance has always just done that for me. And is it you dancing or is it watching dance or is it, you know, explain like how in dance uh, fills you up? 
Oh, no, it's it's dancing. Me dancing. Okay. Do I like watching dance? Yeah, like, you know, watching So You Think You Can Dance. Who didn't love that show? And it's coming back. That's exciting. Um, for me, it's actually dancing. It's learning things, adding my own flair to it, you know, getting out there, sweating, moving. With, with these old bones, the arthritis, I mean, for, the 40s hit hard. So, you know, the arthritis makes it a little bit more challenging now. So I've got to get a little more creative. But uh, my goodness, like, it, dance is one of those things which has always been there for me. I completely hear you, sister. When did it start? Um, probably in utero. I was a kicker. So, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't really take dance. I think I took maybe like a month of it as a kid, but I've just always liked to dance. I have natural rhythm and I, I did teach dance fitness for uh, back in my younger, thinner days. I did teach dance fitness, like hip hop and Zumba and stuff like that. And it was just such a joy. It was such a positive part of my life and my day. And, uh, and then doing it with other people is a lot of fun, too. I love that. What is your earliest memory of dancing, of you dancing? <laughs> uh, let's see. I would say my earliest memory would be my parents' wedding. So my dad actually isn't my biological father. Like, totally random story. But he raised us. And actually, both two of my kiddos carry his name as their middle name. Aww. But I remember when my parents got married – and I was on the dance floor the whole time. And it was like, it wasn't like a joke, but, you know, everybody, the family and friends were just like, look at her go, you know, like I had no shame. I got out there. I knew every song. I knew all the words to every song. I think I was maybe six, mm -hmm. seven, somewhere in there. And I would say that's probably my earliest, like, like the, the you know, the memory that stands out the most. Are you the kind of person that can be in the car? And when the radio's on and you can totally hear any song and sing along to it, I'm always amazed by those people. You are, you, you're talking about God's light and people with those kinds of God's favorite superpowers. That's a God's favorite superpower for me. <laughs> I, um, with age and I, I'm random, I donated a kidney in 2015 and the doctors say I'm nuts. Well, I mean, everybody says I'm nuts, but that's a whole other topic for a whole other day but basically I've since then I've started struggling with memory and I've told them like ever since I donated my kidney I'm like I struggle with memory things that I can't remember things even in the moment and they're like that's not a that's not something that comes from that I'm like I've googled it and I found it and so um now I can't remember things and words to songs the way I used to but it doesn't matter I just make up my own words right exactly <laughs> Nobody really knows the words unless you're doing karaoke. And I'm always so shocked when I do karaoke. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was the actual lyric. Like, I always said this. When you forget when you're doing karaoke, that's when you hold the mic out for everybody else to <laughs> sing that line. I'm like, yeah, you guys know it. <laughs> Try to play it off. A another form of um, another passion I can I would guess of yours, karaoke. But let's let's go back to dance for a minute here. Is there a certain, so you said like hip hop, rap, that's kind of where your sweet spot is? Yeah. Mm. And how did that <laughs> the evolve? The better too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a video of Evan, my middle. Uh, we went to an event on Saturday and my, my kiddos, they do not have natural rhythm. Um, God bless them. But they love to dance. And so <laughs> Evan got out at this very nice event in L.A., and was up there with the music and 
you know, she's dancing, dancing, dancing. And the next thing you know, she goes and starts twerking right on beat. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not even embarrassed. I'm so proud right now. <laughs> like, like, Maybe six year olds in the dress, like getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe and she needed that like social, because part of the, I, part of what I love about dancing is the community crowd. Like you start to like feel the energy, feel the pulse of the room. Like the music is driving that, of course, but then like all, you know, the crowd's energy starts to overtake. So maybe that's what, you know, infused your daughter in that twerking moment. Yeah, we do love music. They hear everything. And I am not, I'm not the, I heard somebody use this term on TikTok. I I don't talk to my kids with the Elmo voice. I'm like a very direct parent and stuff like that. So they hear everything unedited. They are listening to Tupac. They are listening to Biggie. They're listening to Jojo Siwa. They're, I mean, it's all, our music is all over the place, but music does drive it for my kids for sure. Mm-hmm. And what is it for you? You know, you said dance brings you, you know, it helps ease the anxiety and like maybe the depression and brings you sort of like a certain joy. But what, what exactly about it? Is it the physicality or like try to take a deep dive? I can do it well. Mm-hmm. I do it well. And I think there's so many things in life. I'm, I'm very hard on myself. Just very, I think it's just a natural thing. And as a person, as a parent, as a friend, as everything, as a human, as, you know, a blob in the universe, I'm always very hard on myself. I see all the things I don't do well in life. And dancing is one of those things where, especially if I'm in, like in a group and there's a mirror, like let's say dance fitness or something, I can see I'm doing it well and I can do it better. And so... And it feels good. It feels good to move. So that's kind of, I think, where it is for me. It just, and it's one of those things, like I said, I don't have the dance training. It just comes completely from within. I was like, I think my ancestors used to do some hip hop or something. There was somebody doing something because it got passed down genetically. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. They were fighting off saber toothed tigers, but then at the same time throwing, right. you know, like booty, 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 rocking everywhere. So <laughs> it was a little of everything back in the day, I'm sure. I think I saw that at the Natural History Museum that at that exhibit. So Over at it doesn't the, surprise the me. I, it did say <laughs> McLeod at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was just like a kid twerking, right? Yeah. Woolly mammoth walking by. Hundred percent. We were at the same museum. Amazing. It's literally, exactly. What I thought. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex Declare knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. 
Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So, Ika, did you take a lot of hip-hop classes? No. I just dance the way I feel. So wh- so give me context. Was it just at, at clubs? Was it with friends? Did, what, what, give me the context. If dance is so amazing, where I'm just picturing you on the street right now just having a time at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, which is awesome. But I, I give me some more context. I mean, so there fun. doesn't need to be like a specific place. Don't tie me down, David. Right. Don't tie me down, baby. No, I will dance anywhere and everywhere. Like we went to that event where, where Evan was twerking. I danced almost the whole time. And there were other individuals apparently that were there that I I know that actually my PR represents. I was like, I didn't see anybody. (laughs) I was getting down. We were, people were like, can we dance with you guys? I was like, get in here. Come on, guys. Like, I don't think like dance should ever be limited to anything. I dance anywhere. If there's music, there's good music. I'm getting down. I'm going to do the salsa. We can do some reggaeton. We can do some hip hop. You know, it's just whatever I feel in the moment, but I I definitely did. I, I was a part of the clubbing scene in my younger days. I could get down, you know, Great. girls, other girls would go there to find dates. And I was like, leave me alone. I came here to sweat it out. Um, so, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Down the ass crack. Oh that yeah. That kind of sweat. I came, I was serious. I came here for a purpose and you know, I, I'm prioritizing right now. So we used to do that. I grew up in San Jose, California. So my best friend actually did law school out in San Francisco. So it was out in San Francisco a lot. We were at all the clubs. We were doing all the things. Just living our lives. Dance has always somehow been a part of my life. I love music. Um, Whether I'm just doing it at home, getting down by my bad self, doing it with my kids, taking a dance fitness class at the gym or at a studio or something like that. It doesn't matter. I'll dance anywhere. I love it. Now, your son, Eli, he has cerebral palsy, right? He does. Yes. I imagine like music and him and him finding that in his own body has to be exciting to watch as a mother, you know? And so how have you sort of brought your passion of dance to him? You know, he's wheelchair bound, but he's not immobile. And I've seen in your TikToks, he does get it on, too. He is immobile. Eli can't walk. Eli will never walk. But music, man, just drives that kid. I even have one TikTok I didn't post that long ago where we were at Evan's dance class and, you know, just pushed the wheelchair out there. And one of the girls who's a friend of a friend of Evan's took it. And then he was just like throwing down. I mean, arms were flailing. Legs were just, you know, kicking up a little. He was laughing. I will get out there with him. I spin him in his chair. I act like he's spinning me, like with the arm, you know. Um, we just have fun. We I try with Eli to give him every experience that the rest of us have, obviously, as long as it's safe. And man, that kid just, from the depths of his soul, he loves him a good song and can get out there in that wheelchair and just tear tear the dance floor up. I almost feel like dance is like a universal language. Like no matter how you experience it, it does. It's hard not to bring joy, you know? Yeah. And, And just it makes you feel good. Yeah. When people see that I can dance or whatever, they always, the first thing I always hear from people is, oh, I can't dance. I have no rhythm. And I'm like, but don't you, don't you like doing it? They're like, yeah. I'm like, screw it. Go for it. Who cares? Who is somebody watching you? We're all ending up in the same place. Eventually we all got an appointment. 
Live your life. Dance. Who cares if it looks good or doesn't look good? If it makes you feel good, just rock it out. I love that. Do you ever watch videos or is So You Think You Can Dance the only thing that you enjoy visually? Or is it like, I got to either move my feet or I don't want to watch someone else do it? Oh, I do a lot of like dance fitness. I like following somebody and learning maybe choreography or something like that. And then it kind of tests my really bad memory. So I'm working all my muscles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is there a song or two that like pop up for you when you're talking about hip hop? You know, is there some sort of or just an artist that you're like, I can dance to him or her all day long? Oh, my God. Pitbull. Like, I don't know why Pitbull just comes mm. to mind. <laughs> oh, his mammy's from Cuba. Um, so I, I, Pitbull comes to mind. That would be something more recent. Um, anything 90s. Great. Anything 90s. Like, I mean, who didn't love CNC Music Factory? Um, I mean, I mean, if, if we're going to call it Vanilla Ice, mm. you know, he brought the beat. He did it for the Ninja <laughs> Turtles, too. Even them turtles were getting down. If you can make a turtle dance, you can make anything dance. How often would you say you either take a dance class, you know, like do put the music on in your home, dance around, go out to really get it down on a Saturday or Sunday or Friday. You know, how often does dance come into your life? Is it every day? Is it multiple times a day, a couple times a week? I do silly stuff anytime. Like if I'm like for tonight, Evan has dance class and, you know, I'll go out with the couple of moms that we always go out to the yard house and, uh, you know, talk and have a drink and have something to eat. And then we go back and watch the kids perform towards the end, you know. And, of course, I'm like, oh, sh- my toxic trait is I believe I can do everything these kids are doing, right? They're, like, getting low. My knees <laughs> said no. So, um, but, like, anything little like that. Actually, dancing, dancing, um, I don't – I was recently – like, my New Year's resolution was legitimately to dance more. And I was doing really well, and then I got sick about a month ago – And so I've been on the struggle bus with that. And it does, it kind of sucks because it's just like my body exhausts faster. Um, You know, my lungs, I cough more. So I'm just trying to kind of get past this so I can get right back on track. But I would say a couple times a week, typically. Mm -hmm. You can find me strutting my stuff. It is so amazing how quickly your physicality goes. When you, like you're saying you were sick for a month. That doesn't sound like much, but like I'm with you, sister. I'm in my 40s too. And it's like... (laughs) It, it's the 40s just hit different <laughs> it did I would never ever choose to go back to my 20s like even though I had no physical pain like I have a lot of issues now um like arthritis is my biggest issue I have some pretty bad arthritis and I have it primarily my knees I was told maybe 41 probably about when I was 35 36 like you have a genetic kind of arthritis you are going to need total knee replacements probably within your 50s, which is not far from now. They were like, ride these bad boys out and just, you know, until they give out. <laughs> so I have arthritis in my hips. I have it in my back. I have it in my upper, like a lot of, you know, with Eli being disabled, carrying him. So um, my body takes a beating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's one of those things. So when I can get out and dance, it does help a lot with flexibility and stretching muscles that – have been probably like atrophying for years now that I've gotten older and don't use them as much. Yeah. What would you ever consider a career in dance for yourself or your children? I'm not that talented. I'm good, but I'm not that good. 
Uh, my kids, yeah. If they ever wanted to do something like that, a thousand percent, I would support them if it makes them happy, if it's a passion, if it brings them joy. I always, my thing is, you've got one shot at this life, man. Live it up. Live it. Do everything to the fullest. Don't ever look back and have regrets. And if dance is something that we love doing, which they do, Evan is currently currently the only one in a dance class, but go for it. Mm-hmm. Eek, are you the kind of person who is in a grocery store and hears, you know, Eminem? Yes. Will you just start? Yeah. I don't even need yeah. to finish that. Yeah. The grocery store, the gym, church. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Lamb of God. I'm getting down, right? <laughs> music is music. Um, but yeah, no, I. it doesn't matter. If I hear a song and it it hits that spot, that sweet spot, you've lost me. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like when um, the Journey song plays, you know, the famous uh, everybody has to jump in and sing. It's like, um, I lo- whenever I hear Shut Up and Dance With Me, I mean, that's like the dance song for, for this generation, yeah. I feel like, you know, I love, I love hearing that song. And you do hear it anywhere. You start hearing it like that particular song, crazy places. So it must be on everybody's playlist. <laughs> It's got to be anything that makes you feel good. You know what song? I don't know. You said that, and I don't know why it came up. It was that "Cake by the Ocean." Oh yeah, man, that song is a jam. <laughs> That's good. You know, I mean, there's something about you know we did a podcast not too long ago about sort of 2000s music, and there is something about the 2000s music that is very danceable, very very danceable. Yes. It hits different. Mm-hmm. It sure does. Yes. <laughs> Love to dance. I love to dance. I think there's something good from every decade. So it, any song, that, especially if that song elicits memories, I'm good memories, right? Music takes us back. Music is nostalgia at its finest. And dance is always tied into that. Mm-hmm. You remember the dance moves. You remember going, oh, my God. Remember when we were kids and you'd go to school dances? Mm-hmm. Right? And everybody started off on the walls like, oh, God, yeah. I can't. No. And then by the end of it, shoes were flung off. I mean, you know, it's like your sixth grade dance. Everybody's in the circle pumping everybody else up. Like, those were good times. Those were, you remember that. Those were really good times. Um, so... Here's here's an interesting question for you, and I'm especially curious as the mom of Eli, who's you know observed has a child in a wheelchair and has observed all the physicality that you know he's going through. How important is like physical movement to your whole like mind body spirit connection? Like, because I feel like that's part of for you. That's part of what dance is driving your fanaticism of dance. Is that an accurate assessment? Like spirituality. Well, no, it's like how like moving your body physically, like how important is that to be in touch with your like how interconnected is everything in your opinion? But if you want to get into spirituality, go for it. I'm not a super spiritual person. I I always try to be in like higher power. And then I bought some crystals, man. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they look good. They do I'm look trying. good. I'm um, trying. I don't know. I'm not a super deep person. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I am not that woman. I'm a very surface person because I'm just so exhausted most days. I'm barely surviving. <laughs> but that song comes on. You better. I don't know. There's this bug in here right now. I'm sorry. It's like a gnat. And it's like. Bzzz, oh, like, yeah. Right like, right. I know. Don't even worry about right it. Right here. <laughs> it keeps coming here and it wants to fight. So just every dancing. time you see it's me doing dancing. this, I'm not being inspired. Yeah, it's not the voices in my head. It's not my imaginary friends, I swear. Like 
Um, yeah, it's a whole other dance. I really just dance for me just feels good. Mm-hmm. It just feels good. I want to feel good. Kind of going, talking about having kids with disabilities, we have a lot of hardship in our lives. And um, I always tell people I don't want to glamorize single parenting or the world of adoption or anything like that. These Every journey I took in life, every path I took in life was always the hard path. That's just who I am, apparently. Um, it's my M.O. And I don't ever want to glamorize that. I want people to understand that the paths I chose are very challenging. I'm exhausted most days. I, I'm always very honest with people. I'm a very direct person. I cry every single day. I cry every single day. Um, and every day sometimes feels like it's harder than the day before. It feels like we're always regressing instead of progressing. And when I can turn on music, sometimes like I'll turn on music. I homeschool Evan and Eli and we'll have music on in the background there. And it helps them feel good about having to focus, mm-hmm. right? Now we can't just be wild and licking the walls. We have to sit down and, mm-hmm. you know, try not to lick the lead in our pencil. So, you know, it's things like that. And music and dance are always a part. And we'll stop. We'll stop in the middle of, if there's a song that comes on, Evan is obsessed with the song Boomerang by JoJo Siwa. I love it. And the, Yeah, that song, right? Like, that's a classic, Okay. Um, and then the Siwas actually have a little girl group that they started and they have this song, Candy Hearts. The kids are obsessed with that song. So that comes on and we will stop homeschooling to dance, to just get down and, you know, be silly and, and kind of give that mental break and that feel good moment to be able to come back and focus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but just dance for me personally, as a woman, as a person, as a parent, as you know, a friend, a mother, whatever it is, I it, I just need to feel good mm-hmm. because for me in my life, when you have so many challenges and hardships and there's just all these things and all this pressure, all this weight on me, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And I need to feel good. And so dance drives that for me. In that moment, while that song is playing and my body is moving, feel good. Mm-hmm. What is your preferred go-to? Like if you're feeling like I was talking about this before you came on, actually, we were doing an Instagram live and I just went back to yoga for the first time since the, basically the pandemic started, you know, cause I have, uh, kids as well. And I was not by choice homeschooling them out of necessity because mm-hmm. everything's shut down, you know? So I really, my, my whole physicality went out the window for the last two years. And so this week I started yoga back and, like I know that I that's where I need to be right now. That that will take me out of any sort of like depression or slump or whatever if I just commit to that. What is your like if you're feeling that way down, you know, and you you know you need to dance? Will you do? Will you take a class? Will you plan a night out? What what's your go to? Obviously, being a single parent with three disabled kiddos, those kinds of things are luxuries. Being able to go out or plan a night out. So YouTube. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Sky Daddy, for YouTube because YouTube is like the saving grace in this house um, on every level. But there are so many like fun dance like videos where there's dance fitness or learning like straight dance, a dance routine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things on that app. That's typically my go to. I 
pop it on on the big the big TV in the living room and I find something and I'll have to find a song I like with it too, you know? And I just go to town. Kids join in, they leave, I'm still going, they come back. Like, I love Are you it. really still at this? All right, mom, like, you know, you're at a 10, we need you at a three. They wander <laughs> off. They just make sure to come back and check in and make sure I still have an actual pulse that I'm not like weakened at burning it, you know, burning like just like a dead body just moving around Propped at that up. point, you know. <laughs> Those are good movies. Great movies, Ika. Great. Uh, Ika, this was uh, an absolute pleasure. You are such a joy and I'm sure uh, an amazing, as good a, as good a mom or as, as a dancer, as good as a dancer as a mom, equal, equal excellence. <laughs> uh, if you can regale us with a love letter, please, to this amazing thing that is on your heart, uh, that is dance. Okay. Dearest dance. I have to, I'm an, I'm, I have anxiety, so I'm going to start overthinking the intro. Don't, don't. You can, you can do as many intros as you to want. To make concern. <laughs> <laughs> No, too professional. Um, dear Dance, uh, yeah, thanks for always being a part of my life. Thank you for lifting me out of emotional slumps that left me in truly dark places. And thank you for being something I can do with others, something I can do alone. Um, and thank you for... In, in all the moments, reminding me that because dance is really a community thing, I really, in, in those dark moments where I feel so, so lonely for always reminding me that there's a community surrounding me and supporting me. I'm never alone. Love. Oh, Ika. Um, warmest regards, <laughs> Ika. Yours truly. <laughs> With pointed toe, Ika. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time, Ika. If you don't know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued, what was in Al Capone's vault, or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay. I am here for you. I'm Darcy Carden, and I'm inviting you to listen to my new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with me and my funny friends as we bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to my podcast, you've learned that that's the sciencey term for eardrum. We embark on a hyperlink roller coaster as we start out on a Wikipedia page and go from link to link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until we collectively shout, How the hell did we get here? Follow WikiHole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the cat in the hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the cat in the hat cast. 
Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today. I really do miss all the weddings from the pandemic. And I'm really thankful that they're coming back because I have gotten my booty on the ground on some of these. And it is a joy because I don't go to the club, Claire. I'd want to I want to go and eat some wedding cake, mm-hmm. have some decaf coffee, and I want to enjoy myself on that dance floor and make older people feel awkward. That is my happy place. I, I like that your whole dance career revolves around weddings. <laughs> Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I too am a wedding. 100%. I am, I am a wedding dancer as well. Unpaid, I might mention, and unasked, <laughs> but I'm happy to go out there and provide that free entertainment <laughs> for anyone who would like to watch. Uh, what, what do you think her Enneagram is, David? We've, we've talked about that a lot on the show. We've even done an episode about Enneagram. What is Ika's Enneagram? Ika's Enneagram is almost certainly an eight because she says, I like I go about life the hard way and I and I go and enjoy challenges mm-hmm. and an Enneagram 8 almost runs into challenges with great gusto great. and verve and I feel yes. like that's that's her life. Yeah, that I mean great, for sure, great you know, eight. fostering, adopting as a single woman, yeah, that's hard. That's challenging. But I also really got like for me, she she made me want to dance. That's not unusual for me coming off a podcast. I usually want to do whatever we <laughs> talked about. <laughs> um, but she also made me reflect a little bit of like, yeah, we only are like, we all have that date at the end of the day, like at the end of our lives. So, you know, it's not about just going through life and like, uh, you know, but she's like, I am, I do have anxiety. I do sometimes have depression. And this is something I found to combat that. And I I like that approach. And I like her approach of like, Hey, you only YOLO, you only live once, like get out there and do what you got to do to make yourself happy. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Claire, you used to be a ballet dancer, a trained ballet dancer. Can, yes. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about that little nostalgic morsel. If you've ever noticed uh, that my feet are small, which they are, it's because I went on point when I was very young, eight or nine. Um, and just to give reference, I just let my daughter, who is in a uh, conservatory program and dances with Joffrey Ballet, Actually has her first like big Joffrey production with Red Ballet this weekend. They're doing a two-hour production of Secret Garden. Uh, I just let her go on point this year when she was 11. So that eight was too young, but I was in Ohio. Anyway, yes, I I absolutely loved dancing. You know, I really thought that was going to be my career. When I applied to NYU, I applied to the dance program and the theater program because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I, I still, we talked about this a little on our Instagram live. Like I used to practice yoga, yoga sort of replaced dance for me because eventually I did not pursue a career in dance and sort of like everything sort of dropped off, you know, as it does over the decades since I've been out of college. And the last time I even performed on point was, I think 15 years ago in a movie, I did a little scene on point. Mm. But yeah, with with River, my daughter, it's really fun to see her now go through that. 
You know what I mean? It's it's really it's fulfilling and it's fun. And I feel like the fact that we're in Los Angeles and I grew up in Ohio. And even though I was going to dance in the summers, I was studying in New York City. We didn't have the resources that I'm able to give her. So I'm very excited for her to have the opportunity if she chooses to really go full force into dance, you know. And and for me, I was yeah, I was talking about this a little bit. Yeah, I was saying this to Ika, and maybe you can weigh in as an artist yourself, David, that physicality for me, even with acting, is so important to be in touch with your body, you know? Like sometimes before I film a scene acting-wise, like I'll do like jumping, I'll jump up and down a bunch or I'll like, you know, huh, huh, you know, yeah, twist my body around. Yeah. Because it's like you got to get that, you have to have that physical, emotional connection to really be authentic. I don't know. Do you have the same experience? Yeah, acting is problem solving, right? So sometimes the way to solve the problem is through looking at the text. Sometimes the way to solve the problem is doing 30 jumping jacks before you do a scene. I'm totally with you on it. Yeah, yeah. physicality is a, is a way to get to where you want to go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know what's another way to get to where you really need to go? What? Going to Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast to enjoy our long list of podcasts that we offer yes guys fanatics has a deep deep library now we've got plus 50 episodes what, what? so enjoy it all enjoy tony hale talking about indoor malls enjoy ray fisher talking about his strategic board game love guys there's we so even much have an episode I'm... about trains which is what i thought you were going to bring up when you said do you know how you need to get to where you're gonna go take a train as a recent episode augustus prue Lord of the Rings. Guys, thanks so much for being here today. And uh, as always, I am David Magadoff. That is Claire Kramer, the most wonderful co-host of mine. You are you. And like, subscribe, share, all the things. Thanks for being a fan of Fanatics. And we'll see you next Thursday. Follow us on Twitter and TikTok. Bye. Hey guys, before you go, coming on next week, we have Kirsten Vang's Ness. Of course, you know her from Criminal Minds, uh, Shelf Life, Pretty the Series, and uh, you probably follow her Instagram account. She's pretty freaking awesome on Instagram. Anyway, Kirsten is coming on to talk about the female sexual response cycle. It is a very, very interesting and informative episode. Uh, so we will see you guys next Thursday. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Just dance, gonna be okay. Da do do do, just dance. Spin that record, babe. Da da do do, just dance, gonna be okay. Da da da, dance, dance, dance. That's cute. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. 
New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.